0: We're continuing Sefer Shmuel. We're in the fourteenth chapter, Shmuel Aleph. We're in the fourteenth chapter, and we are on verse twenty-six, pasuk twenty-six, pasuk The people were um, once they saw that the Pelishtim were all agitated and were killing each other. The people jumped on the opportunity. Shaul had a rapidly expanding army of people from Har Ephraim who were hiding. People that were on the Pilishti side of the battle and who defected from the Pilishti side, and all of a sudden the Jewish army balloons into something, something significant and they chase after the Pilishtim. In the course of chasing after the Pilishtim, Shaul, perhaps foolishly, made the people swear not to eat anything throughout the course of the battle. This would be a fast, so a fast on behalf of the success of, of uh, this battle. Okay? So they, um, so he makes them swear this thing. But what do we remember about Yonatan? He was not with his father. He was doing his own thing. He had his own set of army. He had his own group of uh, soldiers that he was leading. He had left his father to make that ambush, uh, that surprise attack in the first place that caused all of this uh, confusion. So Yonatan doesn't hear about the swear. And now Yonatan and his army are going to get to a field of Honey. And that's where we begin And all the people They come into the forest And there was nectar or honey On the surface of the field <clears throat> They come to this forest And there was oozing honey But nobody would bring his hand to his mouth Meaning nobody would eat Because they were afraid of the swear. But Yonatan did not hear when his father made the people swear. So he took his staff, he sent it and dipped it into the honey. (coughs) Into the honey. And he... And then he brought it to his mouth, and he ate it, and his, means, his eyes lit up. Sorry. And Yonatan's eyes light up. Meaning, what does it mean to eyes light up? So when you're dreary and tired and exhausted from battle, and all of a sudden you eat, you know, like right after the, the a fast, you drink something, you like feel it go in your yeah. body and your mood changes yeah. immediately. So Vataor probably means something like that. He was exhausted. He has some honey, the sugar, wakes his body up and all of a sudden his eyes have become lit again. And he, the man said to Yonatan, hold on. Your father made the people swear that they would not eat anything today. And the people are all now tired. <coughs> Yonatan says, My father messed everybody up. He messed up the people. He distressed the land. See now that my eyes have become lit because I tasted a little bit of this nectar. And if only... The people would have eaten from the, 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 the spoils of the enemy that they found. Would not this uh, defeat of the pelishtim have been even greater? So what is Yonatan doing? He goes into f- defensive mode. He's caught for doing something wrong.
1: He didn't make the swear.
0: What's wrong? The swear was pronounced upon all the people. <clears throat> so, so Yonatan is like effectively there. Um, and he's caught doing something that the people are claiming is wrong Now what's his response? Mm-hmm. He didn't know about the swear So his putting it to his mouth couldn't have been a sin, right? That first taste could not, could, not <laughs> could not have been a sin I mean he could have looked to see if the people are eating from the divash And he should have noticed and nobody's touching any of it So why did he go? <laughs> Maybe he thought they're waiting for him Because he's the leader of the people, right? But what was his mistake here? His response. They catch him and all of a sudden he gets very defensive. No, my father is wrong. What are you saying? He, he messed everybody up by doing, which is true. Shaul did mess, every, mess everybody up by doing this. We're going to see that he messed everybody up by doing this because Bnei Israel are going to sin afterwards in their hunger. They're going to do another sin. But this may be a problem on Jonathan's part that he is, in his defensiveness, he is railing against his father in the public and his father is the king. So, his father needs the confidence of the people. You shouldn't go around telling people that your father did something dumb when your father is the king especially. Okay? So, Yonatan does that. Um, what does this tell you? This tells you that, that that divide between Yonatan and Shaul, that Yonatan went and didn't tell Shaul what he was doing and went and fought for himself. And now Yonatan is, is going against the word of his father and he's decrying his father in public, that means that there's a certain gap that's developing between Yonatan and Shaul, where Yonatan doesn't have that much faith in his father. Now it's going to become extremely important when David comes into the picture, because knowing that Yonatan already does not like his father so much, or does not believe in his father wholeheartedly, there's room for him to oppose his father and support his friend instead. Okay, so we're seeing already the beginnings of the development of a rift between Shaul and Yonatan. It's very important to notice. On that day, they struck the pelishtim from Michmash to Ayalon, and the people became extremely tired. Now, what did the people do? Okay, so the story of Yonatan is done. We're back to the whole army. We're back to Shaul. The people, the, they, they swooped down upon the spoils. They took sheep and cattle, and cattle's cattle, and they slaughtered them on the ground. And they ate the food with the blood. Meaning they did not—they did not do a clean shekhita They shekhed it on the ground, and then they took the meat from the ground that's full of blood, and they just ate it. Okay. And why would they do that? Why would they do such a thing? Because they're starving. Because they all have sworn not to eat anything. So this is obviously a sin. That's a sin. That's an explicit Torah. Do not eat on blood. Now, the, actually the Isur in the Torah of not eating on blood, which is its, using, it's the same wording is here, is actually a separate Isur for like a kind of a cultic ritual that the Goyim used to do that they would do their services around blood. They would eat around the bowl of blood and they would maybe like dip some of the food in the blood or something. But... Um, The separate Isur of not eating an animal alive And not eating from the blood of animals That's what B'nai Israel violated So that's very bad And that's going to be at You know That's going to be Shaul's responsibility here Pasuk 33 They say to Shaul Behold the people are sinning to God Eating blood Eating with blood And he said Um you have transgressed. Golu Ayom, Bring for me a big boulder.
1: Okay?
0: Shaul said this to him. Yeah, people. Shaul said to the people, You've sinned. You've, you've transgressed. You've rebelled. I want to read the Radak on Vayokhala Amal Adam. Right? Because they were doing Shachita quickly is the Radak. On the dumb thing, because they were doing shechita quickly, they were not letting the blood drain, and it was it was swallowed up into the meat. So Shaul now commands to bring a big stone, so that the blood will flow and will leave. This is not the same thing as Dam from Parashat Vaikra. He said there the context. When it says in Vayikra, this is what I wanted to get to, it's very interesting. When it said in Vayikra, what was the context? Do not do uh, is like a uh, sorcery. Do not involve yourself in sorcery. And uh, is like speaking to the dead. Okay? So Lotokhlu aladam, do not eat on the blo- with blood, was also a sorcery ritual, similar to the other halakhot that are said in that same context. Meaning it's not specifically eating the food with blood. That's a separate Isur. When the Torah says Lotokhilu al adam it's referring to this ritual they had of sorcery where they would eat around the table with blood in the middle or something of that sort. Okay? So this halakha is not coming from that. And the reason Radak is pointing that out is because it says, and the people are being so you may think that it's referring exactly to that commandment, but it's not. It's referring to another commandment of not, of not eating blood. right? And do not eat the animal. Uh, to do prophet Shekita and do not eat with blood and things like that. Okay. The people are sinning and Shaul says, you guys have rebelled. Bring for me a big stone. How is this big stone going to help? Because if they do Shekita on a stone, then the blood will drip from the stone and it won't, then the animal won't be sitting in its blood. You see? Right. He said, Go out into the people, Shaul said. He said, And bring to me, and tell each person to bring to me his ox and his sheep that they want to eat, and they should slaughter it here on the stone. You should not sin to God El to eat with blood. And they all brought their ox at night and they slaughtered it there. And then Shaul made a, uh, a uh, an altar to Hashem and that was Shaul's first altar that he had made to Hashem. You know like Abraham Avinu made altars to Hashem. Mm-hmm. Right? All the forefathers made altars, so Shaul also made one. And that was the first of his. I don't know how many he actually made.
1: Shaul rectify the situation.
0: Uh-huh. Can you do something more stupid? Yeah, he, he, he nipped it in the bud. He didn't let it devolve any further. But the fact that it got to that point is that like you're almost scratching your head. Is this the right time to, in, in, to start a fast for people not to eat anything? Mm-hmm. To force people to go starving the whole day until nightfall? Until the enemy is routed Before they can put something to their lips What about the water in their canteens They couldn't drink that So
1: also it says something about the people There Seemed like they feared Shaul More than they feared Hashem And this point
0: On the fact that they They
1: they criticized Yonatan Why are you doing this Shaul said not to do it And then came time uh, Okay albeit they were starving But it came time for them That the the swear was over. The battle ended, and they just it went, went against crazy. what uh, Hashem's will.
0: Or you could say that it's it's the duty of the leader to put people in a position. The masses will go after their temptations. The masses will get you know whenever their their what temptations mean, if overcome going them. Their
1: temptations, they would have went for the honey with your tongue. Their their mouths were oozing.
0: No. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's an interesting... I now I understand what you're saying. So when it comes to Shaul's vow not to eat, the they people... were able
1: to withhold.
0: But when it comes to the <laughs> same thing, but Hashem's halacha, they're not withholding. So it's like the people are more, are more loyal to Shaul's vow than they are to the halachot of Hashem. And it, it goes, it's, it's it goes
1: along with our, with our thing, how before even they got the king, the Jewish people weren't serving Hashem properly. They weren't doing the things properly, and they only wanted the king. So now they wow. put their king as their their god Wow,
0: way. that's a chidush. That you is a major No, it's brilliant chidush. Even though they ran away from him before the, the battle, <laughs> I need to share that with Moshe An-Yatian. It's very interesting. The people's whole problem is that they're replacing God with the king, and that's what Shemul is saying. If you continue to serve God then you could keep your king. But if the king comes to, in other words, if the king comes to replace God and you start to serve the king instead of God, then you have a problem. Now people are like, okay, 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 fine, fine. But he's telling them to do something that's very difficult. We have a tendency to make our kings into gods and we have a tendency to have them replace God himself. People tend to do that. You know what also I see in this story? People will much, be much more careful about minhagim and like swears
1: then, than like then actual halakhon,
0: you know? Okay. Like, this is yes. Shaul's minhag that he's established for the people. and they're like, Oh, it's a minhag we can't eat. Because Shaul promised. What did Hashem tell told you not to eat with blood? You know? Okay, things don't change. Pazug Lamed Vav. V'yamro Shaul ne'erida achare felishim layla benavozal bahem ad ora boker ve'lo nashar bahem ish v'yomaru ki kol ato b'necha ase. So Shaul says to the people, let us go after the Pelishtim tonight, and we will bespoil them even more, until the morning, and we will not allow anybody to be, to, to be left of the Pelishti army. We won't let them get, you know, run away. And they said... Whatever is good in your eyes, we shall do, the people. The people saying to Shaul, whatever is good in your eyes, we shall do. And now the Kohen just jumps in here. The Kohen says, let us approach God at this point. Now why, why is it important that the Kohen is the one jumping in? Because it's almost like the Kohen is asserting himself. Like, hold on, Shaul, could you ask God one thing today? You already pushed off, pushed me off Last time when the philishim were, you know, all like uh, uh, in confusion and you wanted to jump on the opportunity to go to battle, you didn't ask Hashem. You asked Hashem and then you told, okay, forget it. We're going to run. We don't have time for you. So now the Kohen jumps in. He wasn't even initiated by Shaul. You see that? Kohen comes and says, okay, let's go. Let's bring this to Hashem. And why is it a better case now? Because the people are at night, So they've just eaten and they just took their break from battle clearly because they're eating. So there's time, meaning they already succeeded in battle, and there's time to ask Hashem, Sha'ul, now it's time to ask Hashem. So the Kohen initiates it, which means like Sha'ul kind of like, maybe does it begrudgingly, or doesn't even like want to do it, which is again, classic Sha'ul, once again, he's not as careful to constantly be following the will of God. So Sha'ul asks God, should I go before the Israel, Will you give them into the hand of Israel? But God did not answer him on that day. So Shaul says, Bring now all of the people from all the edges. Um, and know and see... What has been the sin that has caused God to not answer today? Now, why would Shaul assume that there's a sin? Because anytime they're not, they don't get a response from the Urim B'tumim, it means that there's probably been a sin in their midst. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Whenever Bani Israel lost the battle at Ai, which they did not ask the Urim B'tumim. Yahushua. Right? Yeah, in Yahushua. That was because there was a sin in their midst. Oh right? God, they
1: took the spoils of war.
0: They, yeah, exactly. The Achan took the spoils of war. So he knows that there must be a sin in their midst That's not allowing them to go to battle That, that they won't succeed in battle That they're not getting a response An affirmative response From the Urim <laughs> et So he knows that immediately <laughs> And he says For on the life of Hashem Meaning I swear The God who saves Israel That even if the sin is with Yonatan my son He will die and, and nobody in Israel respects so people are keeping quiet. Because they know. The people know what Shaul doesn't know. That the sin is what? The sin is that Yonatan broke the vow. That's what they think the sin is. That, that's what they think. That's what the people think. Okay? Now, it, it's all very interesting. Because he's going to the Kohen to Gadol. And he, he says, oh, Can we go to battle? The Kohen Gadol doesn't answer. So he assumes there's there a sin. And then... He says already from the very beginning, the sin could have been anybody. Because in Yoshua was a random person. It was Achan, like, right? So the sin could have been everybody, anybody. But he says, even if the sin is Yonatan, then I'm going to kill him. Now, could it be that Shaul is already like, sensing that Yonatan is doing his own thing? No, no, no. Why not? Well, we'll see. I, there's more proof to that. I think Shaul is already sensing that Yonatan is not really with him. And he's starting to be a little bit... Like, have a little bit of a grudge against Yonatan. Again, Shaul, you can already see... I'm already imagining that Shaul, he's losing his mental stability already. Because we know he's going to lose it completely when his kingship is lost. So he's already been... This battle hasn't gone so well for Shaul. He didn't have his people. Yonatan had to save the day. His glory is not really going to be celebrated because Yonatan was the main victor here. And he knows already that he's losing his kingship (coughs) because Shimuel told him so explicitly. So I would assume Shaul is losing his grip and he's already kind of like uh, losing it mentally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so let's see. We're going to redo this part tomorrow when he goes to the Kohen and asks to the Kohen because it's an interesting episode on its own. But just to summarize what happened today, Yonatan eats from the spoils of battle from the, from the honey that they found in the, in the field. And when they confront him about it, he says, what was my father doing? He was wrong. We would have even succeeded more if, if he didn't do this. And then in the meantime, we see that the people probably because they couldn't resist eating anymore, start doing shekhita inappropriately and they start eating food with blood and Shaul stops them. You made a fascinating point that it seems like the people care more about the will of Shaul than the will of God, which is a bad thing when it comes to the king. After that, the people are settled. They want to see if they should continue fighting the police So Shaul goes to the Kohen to ask him and that is the episode we'll be studying tomorrow. Baruch <laughs> Amen